At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey everyone, welcome to Round Ball Stew. I am Matt Straup. It is Monday, March 28th, and today we will be reacting some of the big news from the weekend, including a couple of significant NBA injuries. We'll also be talking the latest waiver wire pickups, and on this episode, we will be debuting a new segment. If you're listening on the podcast, you will be hearing later on one of Dr. A's Tales from the Attic. If you're into odd run-ins with famous basketball players in the 1980s, this will be for you. That's coming up a little later on the podcast version, on the audio-only version. And speaking of Dr. A, he's not here today. I'm joined by Zach Hanshu and Noah Rubin. And guys, before we get started, a quick programming note off the top. We are going to three episodes per week for now. So coming at you on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for the foreseeable future. And uh, gentlemen, before we get into some of the headlines, I just got to ask, how are the fantasy playoffs going? Are they over? Are we done? Are your seasons over? Is anyone still swimming? Yeah, seasons are over, man. I just finished up my uh, <laughs> just finished up my last league. It's a, a league with a bunch of college buddies, and it's a it's points league actually on Yahoo. And I lost in the semifinals, so that was my uh, that was my final league that I was in, and it's all wrapped up it. from here, man. Packed up your locker and headed home for the offseason after that one. What about you, Noah? I'm actually just finished a very similar league because I also lost in the semifinals in a points league on Yahoo with college friends. Wow. So that's kind of crazy. Is this but, the same? Uh, Are you guys in the same league? Is it possible you're in the same league? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. But <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a it's a dynasty league. Lamelo tried to take it home for me at the end, but Tough. playing against Jokic isn't fun. Uh, but my friend who's in the championship had a question for me about who he should start tonight. He's got... It's pretty small starting lineups, but stack team. He's got Trey Young, Tyrese Halliburton, Fred VanVleet, Zach Levine. He's got to start three of the four. I wanted to get you guys' thoughts. You have to bench. Wait a second. You have to bench one of those yeah. guys. You have to bench one of I'm them. I'm going to go on a limb and lineups. say you should start Trey Young. I'm going to throw that one out there. I, I got to double check what Halliburton's been doing, but I mean, I always want to play my guys against the Hawks. The Hawks and the Pacers exactly play tonight. Agreed. What do you think? So Zach? it was those two, Levine, and who was buster. the last one? Fred Van Vliet. Oh, man. I would say with the way Van Vliet's been playing recently, um, I mean, I know the other day it was that weird fire game and they said that his knee yeah. couldn't stay warm. I don't know, man. The uncertainty with the knee and it being the championship, yeah. I think I would avoid him and go with Levine. Levine's been playing really well recently. I think I agree with that. The only person – in the world is be, that who is being told to bench Fred Van Vliet is this guy, this friend. Of <laughs> we should, we should yeah. do that. <laughs> His team is unfair. So, all right. As for me, I, I played against Jonas Nader in the company league, the 14 team company league and uh, lost in the finals five to four lost by one block. So we're still kind of coming to terms with that here. Mm. Straup, Straup headquarters, but uh, I think we're going to get past it, but, but uh, it was a tough one, tough one to take. But congratulations to Jonas, and uh, really happy for him. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like it. Let's get into some some fantasy headlines. We will talk waiver wire pickups coming out of the weekend. For those of you who are still 
going at it in your fantasy leagues right now. Just a headline out of Brooklyn. I don't think we need to spend a long time on this, but Kyrie Irving played in his first home game of the season. He shot six for 22. The Nets lost to Charlotte. Actually, a huge loss in terms of the play-in standings. The Nets are now behind the Charlotte Hornets in the play-in. Mm-hmm. It would be Hawks Nets if the play-in started today in that 9-10 game, which is terrifying for those of us who follow the Hawks, want no part of that. But the, the only fantasy spin I really have here, Noah, is that with Brooklyn fighting for position in the play-in tournament and now Kyrie eligible for home games, I mean, there there is no sign of rest or shutdowns down the stretch here for the Nets. Looks like they're taking this all the way to the end. Yeah, not at all. Uh, I don't suspect Kyrie is going to shoot 6 of 22 every single home game. I think he'll be much better moving forward. So I'm not too worried about that. And I think him and KD are going to carry a lot of the load moving forward. And then with Kyrie playing every single game, I don't think that we're going to see a lot of Patty Mills moving forward. He didn't really Mm -hmm. do much last night. It was mostly Seth Curry and Goran Dragic that weren't named Kyrie Irving that were doing stuff as guards. But I think those are the only three that you should really consider at all with Kyrie obviously taking a majority of the scoring load. Yeah, man. If we're talking about bad beats, I had a five five leg parlay yesterday that really screwed me over with Kyrie. I took the over on his oh, no. points. Uh, I hit. Oh, with, no. Yeah, I hit on Smart, Harden, CP three assists, Crowder on threes, and then Kyrie had six points going into the fourth quarter. So packed that one up and yeah, didn't even look at the final. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, ten of, ten of thirty three shooting for twenty seven points over his last two games after he averaged thirty eight in six prior games. So I think he's due for a bounce back, you know, much sooner than later. Absolutely. I, I oh, that, that one's tough, especially with Charlotte on the schedule. Yeah. They're expecting like Kyrie to go off against that team. Yep. So that's a tough one. That's a tough one. We're going to have to, we're going to have to sit in that one for a second. Just, okay. We're moving on. <laughs> Robert Williams. This is the significant injury news that I alluded to or some of it. He left Sunday's win over Minnesota with a left knee sprain. And according to Shams of the athletic, the concern as of, Monday midday is that he has a torn meniscus obviously that would put his season to an end so major injury news here when it comes to real life and fantasy but but just spinning this for fantasy I think the loss to fantasy managers of Williams is more significant than anything that you know his backups Grant Williams or Daniel Tice could provide I mean personally you know I in the leagues it's it's a it's a dwindling number of leagues where I'm still making moves at this point but I have not run to pick up either of those guys, Zach, how about you? Listen, man, as a fantasy manager, you can call me Drew Carey because I'm hosting a show called The Tice is Right. So (laughs) we can expect right now, yeah, man, we can expect that I'm bringing the dad jokes too since Steve is out today. So Daniel Tice, in seven games with at least 25 minutes played this season, 12.1 points, 6.9 boards, 1.8 stocks, 1.1 triples and just 1.1 turnovers, shooting 49% from the field, 75% from the line. I think we can expect him to play somewhere in that mid-20s range, especially with Al Horford, uh, you know, doubtful tonight due to personal reasons. Mm -hmm. Maybe miss some time later this week. And, of course, Time Lord's going to be out indefinitely, maybe for the end of the season. Uh, Boston plays four games this week, so Toronto and Miami are up first. And then he closes the week beautifully with Indiana and Washington. So he's a guy that I'm interested in right now. 
Yeah, I was going to add in the same thing about Horford probably not being good to go tonight. We don't really know his status for the rest of the week. But I was actually on Team Grant Williams as far as who I'm interested in picking up. He doesn't provide a ton with defensive stats, but he's reliable with uh, generally reliable with points, uh, a few rebounds here and there, and then some triples. He's, you know, I guess it depends on what categories you're really looking for, but I think he's a very solid option, especially if both Rob Williams and Al Horford are gone. I really think both guys, especially tonight, are going to be solid options. This is the showdown we've been waiting for. Daniel Tice versus Grant Williams. I would love to live in a world where you two just got in the most heated argument about those two and which one is going to be more fantasy relevant. You're just screaming at each other about it. All right. All right. You, you guys have you guys have talked me out of being totally out on both of those guys, if that makes sense. So Tice, I know, is 11% rostered, and Grant Williams is, we're going to tell you, 7% rostered. So these are guys who are widely available. As you said, four games for Boston. Other injury-related developments. The Pelicans got Brandon Ingram back from a 10-game absence. He looked great on Sunday. 26 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists in 26 minutes against his former team, the Lakers. Obviously, great news there if your season is still going and you waited it out on Ingram. He looks like he's figured out how to play with C.J. McCollum. But this kind of connects with another piece of Pelicans news, guys. And that is, according to Shams Trania, undrafted rookie Jose Alvarado, a.k.a. Grand Theft Alvarado, got a four-year, $6.5 million deal, which... Obviously great for him. He's been playing really well, but he did post a a dud on Sunday with Ingram back. And Noah, I worry that Ingram's return could be what ultimately crushes this kind of late season surge we've seen from Alvarado. Would you agree with that or or go a different direction? I would mostly agree with it. I don't know if he's really going to get the shot opportunities or really the minutes as long as the entire lineup is healthy and and there. Devontae Graham, CJ McCollum, and Brandon Ingram probably going to take a lot more of the shots than Alvarado will get. However, uh, this season, when Brandon Ingram plays, he still averages a steal per game. So if you're looking specifically for that category, he can probably help you. If you're looking for much else, probably not. However, you know, McCollum was questionable before the Lakers game with that ankle issue. If he misses some time moving forward, like a game here or there, I could see him as a nice streaming or DFS option. Yeah, so I'll spin this a a different way. I think those were all great points, but I'm going to spin this in the way of scheduling for this week. So... I think, yeah, he can be a great option if there's injuries to Ingram or McCollum and one of those has to miss time. And if the Pelicans were playing tonight, I would say absolutely hang on to him and just see if Sunday was a one-off. But mm-hmm. the Pelicans don't play again until Wednesday. Uh, and if you're yeah. playing in a competitive league and need to make some moves, Alvarado is an easy drop for me because you can't hold on to him until Wednesday with only two games after that for the rest of the week and hope that maybe he gives you something good Wednesday and then you only get two more games. So for me, uh, if you can afford to hold him, he's a luxury. Otherwise, go ahead and and cast him aside. Get somebody that can definitely get you some good production, like a Grant Williams or Daniel Tice. I'd be totally fine making that move if I absolutely needed to. And we will talk more options beyond Grant Williams and Daniel Tice to come. But as for Alvarado, his minutes went from 24, 23, 30, 29 to 17 Mm -hmm. in that Sunday game. So, yeah, all things considered, um, cause for concern there when it comes to Alvarado. Meanwhile, other concern in Portland, Trenton Watford injured his knee on Saturday night. This is also, by the way, a pretty significant loss because this guy had emerged as a, a real silly season hero, guys. And... 
I'm not sure there's an obvious guy in Portland who kind of takes over and can fill in for Watford. As weird as that sounds, this guy had actually shown off a really well-rounded fantasy game. I mean, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, some threes. So, Zach, I mean, at this point, is there a guy there in Portland? I mean, I, I kind of think of C.J. Alby, but I don't think of him as being able to do what Watford does. Yeah, I don't think he'll be able to you know, replicate what Watford has done, but definitely he's 1% rostered on Yahoo. Uh, Somebody's got to play minutes for this team, right? They've still, I know they would just Mm -hmm. rather the season be over and just take, you know, nothing but L's the rest of the season, but they still have to field a roster. They still have to send guys out there to play. Uh, So LB is going to be it, man. Uh, Hart, Winslow, uh, and obviously now Watford are all out. So you're left with mm-hmm. Ellaby and Eubanks to kind of hold things down at the you know forward center positions. Yeah, Ellaby's a guy that I'm definitely going to take a shot on. Why not? Yeah, I was going to say Drew Eubanks is probably the one who's going to benefit the most, but he's 57% yeah. rostered, I believe. Yeah. So you're probably not just going to find him on your waiver wire. I would say maybe Ellaby. I don't know if I'm – going to say it's like a a guarantee a safe option i don't think anybody in portland is a safe option right now Uh, but he does provide solid rebounding numbers for his size shots kind of inconsistent but that's basically what portland's looking for is guys who don't hit shots right now so that's kind of who's going to play i mean elevy on saturday eight points five rebounds two assists two steals a block and two threes again for a guy who's one percent rostered there's at least a little bit of something there he had 14 Points, seven rebounds, three assists the game before that. We won't talk about the game before that because he had two points and one rebound. But the game before that, 16 points, eight rebounds, two assists, three steals, a block, two triples. So on any given night, he can do some things. I will not go through CJ Alby's entire game <laughs> by game, game long of the season, as tempting as that is. <laughs> Fellas, we have more waiver wire talk coming up. But first, we're going to take a quick break. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Is this house a good price compared to others in the area? Are prices going up or down? If I don't make an offer right this very moment, will I miss my chance? These are just some of the questions a home buyer might ask. And these are the sorts of questions an agent who is a Realtor can help answer. Because Realtors have the expertise, data, and access to specialty training to help you navigate the process of buying a home. They provide support, guidance, and have your back every step of the way. That's what Realtors do, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Download the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet and enter this week's free NBA Pick and Roll contest for a chance to win $50,000 twice this week on Tuesday. We're rolling out a special contest leading into Bulls versus Wizards and on Wednesday highlighting matchups between the Mavs and Cavs, Magic and Wizards and Kings and Rockets. So if you don't have the old Predictor app yet, download it now. Okay, 
This is a portion of the program where we dive into some waiver wire names that we haven't talked about yet. And I, I guys, I got to land here first on Isaiah Hartenstein. I keep debating with myself how to say that. And I keep forgetting to confirm it. I've confirmed it before, but the information will not stay in my brain. Anyways, his last five games, he's at 11.2 points, 6.2 rebounds, four assists. Incredible for a big man. 1.2 steals, 1.4 blocks. All of this in 23 minutes. I mean, this guy's been really impressive, Noah, and is still very widely available for unknown reasons. Yeah, I think over the past two weeks, he's been the second best fantasy value on the Clippers in nine-cap formats. Wow. Tyron Lue has shown he's not afraid to kind of bench starters and ride the hot hand. Uh, not saying he's going to enter the starting line. I'm just saying he might limit some Zubach minutes if Hartenstein or Hartenstein, I believe I just checked it, is the hot hand. And he's just had three good games in a row against the Jazz, Nuggets, and Sixers, whose three centers might be the three all-NBA centers this season. So I think, you know, against good teams, he's done well. I wouldn't be afraid to, to try him out. Yeah, as far as the pronunciation goes, I prefer to just, you know, go with Hartenstein uh, just because he reminds me of a Mary Shelley novel. He's been such a monster recently. Wow. Yeah, look, man, the, the dad jokes don't end just at, you know, at the beginning of the show. I got to keep them going throughout. Um, so 11 stocks over his last three games. 5.7 assists, and he's been getting it done, man. Those are the type of numbers you look for. Uh, as you guys mentioned, he's been playing a little bit more. He's seen more minutes in the rotation, uh, and he's only 18% rostered on Yahoo. He's absolutely a guy that you need to prioritize on the waiver wire right now. You know, you thought we'd peaked at – you thought we we couldn't fly closer to the sun after the Tice is right, but you thought wrong. <laughs> We've gone Mary Shelley. We've gone Mary Shelley here. <laughs> I think the Clippers play four times this week, by the way, right? Is is my brain correct about that? Okay. Let's talk Grizzlies for a second. Jaron Jackson Jr. and Brandon Clark are both questionable for Monday as we record this. That's early Monday afternoon. You're going to want to check back on NBC Sports Edge on the player news page. But, Zach, is it are are we set up for slow-mo time on Monday night? Is that where you go if both guys aren't playing? Yeah, I think we're definitely set up for slow-mo time if those guys are out. He's had good run uh, with Brandon Clark out of the lineup. Uh, and in the one game that he played without Triple J, uh, he had a massive uh, line. It was 16-7-4 uh, with four stocks against the Rockets uh, in that one game. So I think he definitely has the potential to come out and and just give you some huge value tonight. You know, as mentioned, the stocks, I think, are going to be uh, his greatest asset for you. Uh, but he can also get it done with points and rebounds, too. So definitely don't sleep on Kyle Slomo Anderson. Yeah, I think he does a little bit of everything. Definitely the defensive stats, but kind of around the or across the board, he uh, helps out a little bit. Pretty efficient guy. And the Grizzlies need offense right now. So if, I'd say if both JJJ and Clark are out, yes. If one of them is out, then probably uh, but especially with John Morant out. Yeah. Basically the Grizzlies are playing a lot more team basketball. Everybody is putting up numbers. I wouldn't be shocked if slow-mo puts up similar numbers uh, to what some other guys have been doing, especially with given the minutes. I mean, is it too much to ask for D'Anthony Melton to get like 35 minutes one time? Can we just see that? I mean, the guy is just crushing in with minutes in the low twenties, Zach. Uh, unbelievable, man. I mean, I think he's averaged something like like over five threes a game over the last four or something like that. It's something ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And it's, he's been doing it with minutes in the low to mid twenties. I mean, when are, when is, you know, Memphis going to wake up and give him some extra minutes? 
Um, or maybe this is just part of their plan, right? They're 17 and two without John Morant. So that's true. Maybe they know something we don't know. I don't, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like in this case, I mean, we give credit to them for being a good team, playing well without job, but this one feels like, I don't know that I can, you know, it's like, is there some magic formula where DeAnthony Melton, like, you know, just becomes awful if he plays more than 24 minutes? I just don't buy it. I think the guy's a good player and he needs more run. 24 points, six threes in 22 minutes on Saturday. And as you said, uh, 21 threes over his last four games. I mean, this guy, you know, had questions about his jump shot and has really turned that into a weapon. So that's the obligatory DeAnthony Melton. Uh, portion of the show uh, the Hawks are playing the Pacers which we mentioned on Monday so if you're listening to this on Monday you, you're going to want to get all of your Pacers uh, into action here and I mean just in general uh, Goga Batadze is playing well when he plays right the foot issue is lingering O'Shea Brissett is trending back up again in a big way and even Justin Anderson I mean the guy's percentage has been brutal but he's putting up some well-rounded fantasy numbers if you're desperate Noah what are your thoughts on this uh, whole Pacers situation I'm right there with you. I think, you know, the Pacers have lost their last two games by a combined 70 points. So it might be kind of scary to start Pacers, but those were against good defensive teams. Yeah. And as Hawks fans, Matt, I think we know the Hawks are not a good defensive team. They tend to play down to their competition. The last time the Pacers and Hawks played, despite Trey Young's monster game, Pacers roared back. Seven of the eight Pacers that played scored in double figures. I think I'm going to try and get all the Pacers I can. With Goga questionable, if he ends up not playing, Jalen Smith is a guy I'm super high on. I think he's yeah. gonna have a great game. O'Shea Brissett, I might even go Lance Stevenson. Wow, the old Lance Stevenson revenge game, Zach. You heard it first here. Yeah, the revenge game against the <laughs> against the team the that he team. signed like two ten day deals with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think everything that you guys have mentioned is correct. I mean, it's kind of you know Doc and I have kind of been joking around when we're you know on shifts together about you know, pick a player, any player from certain teams like the Thunder or like tonight, the Pacers, uh, just because there are so many viable options. uh, Smith is my favorite. I think he's been the most consistent out of this bunch. Brissett, I think, probably has uh, your highest ceiling, Mm -hmm. even though he's been a bit inconsistent. And then Justin Anderson, he's only 2% rostered on Yahoo. So he's the guy that if you're in a really competitive league and you got a bunch of sharp uh, league mates, they've probably already picked up one or more of these other guys. Uh, but Anderson's probably going to be available in your league if you need some help. And I agree with you, by the way, about Jalen Smith. Like, Batadze or no, I think I'm rolling with him in, yeah. in this kind of matchup in a game that I think the last time they played, you mentioned that game, I think it was 131-128 Hawks, if memory serves correctly. We're expecting a high-scoring game here. So, yeah, everyone everyone into the pool for this one. Marvin Bagley is silly seasoning it in Detroit. 27 points, 7 rebounds, 1 block, 1 triple. Jeremy Grant is out, Zach, and that's back-to-back high-scoring games for Bagley. So there's limitations here, but, I mean, I don't know. At this point, like, he, he needs to be in, rostered in remaining leagues, right? Yeah, it makes me sick on my stomach to have to agree with that. I mean, because he, he's been so bad. I mean, for fantasy, you know, just since yeah. he's entered the league, I mean, he's been like a 14-7 and seven guy with nothing else to offer Sure. Um, since he's come into the league. But, yeah, man, he's averaged 26.6 boards and two stocks over his last two games. You, you can't ignore that, especially for a team that uh, is vying for the worst record in the NBA and is going to end mm-hmm. up giving him some minutes down the stretch. So 
Absolutely. He's 60% rostered. So that name value alone has kind of bumped up his, uh, you know, roster percentage on Yahoo. But, you know, he's still available in 40% of leagues. If you can snag him, he's he's well worth an ad at this point. Yeah, I don't think you can judge any NBA player until they've played somewhere that's not Sacramento. <laughs> you know, he yeah. scored back-to-back 25-point games for the first time in his career. So I think he's wow. really thriving uh-huh. right now. Uh, I think Detroit's got something special kind of brewing there. Uh, the only thing I'd be worried about is value for next season. If Detroit ends up getting one of the top picks after the lottery, I think three of the four mm-hmm. guys could definitely take away from his value. Three of the top four prospects. Uh, yep. I guess depending on how that goes, I might be lower on him next season, but for the rest of the season, absolutely. All right. Josh Giddy had quite a run. We now know he's officially done for the remainder of the season. We've kind of been assuming that for a while, just a little piece of news there, but but we're still playing this game of pick a thunder, any thunder that we've been playing for a while. And that's included Alexi Pokashevsky for a while, so we know about him. Somehow he remains rostered in less than 40% of Yahoo leagues. But Isaiah Roby is trending back up. Teo Maladon is trending back up. Noah, can we trust those two guys in particular if you're playing for like a fantasy championship right now? Where do you land on that? I'd say yes. I think if you're looking for Thunder players at this point, you're probably dealing with some injuries. But uh, I think especially as long as Shea Gilgis-Alexander's out, and I know he's out again tonight, then definitely Teo Maladon mm-hmm. is a good option. And I think uh, Darius Baisley is also doubtful for tonight. So definitely Poku right. and definitely uh, Roby are going to be good options for at least this game. And given kind of how the Thunder kind of want the, the standings to play out, I wouldn't be surprised if they're good for a few more games. I think you hit on a bunch of great points there. Trey Mann is, is obviously going to be a great option as well, um, you know, in the backcourt. Uh, but he's already rostered in over 40% of leagues. So I think Teo Maladon absolutely is a great pickup. Uh, 23, 4, and 4 with two stocks and two triples over his last two games. Yeah, so not too much else to add there. Interestingly enough, the Thunder play the Hawks on Wednesday. So if we continue to be in a place where SGA's out, Baisley's out, that that's an absolute bonanza brewing there as well. Some high-scoring Hawks games on the radar this week uh, when it comes to waiver wire. A few guys I just want to mention who kind of are hinting at fantasy value, but for me fall short of being guys that I would add to my roster at this point. And that's in particular because all of them have this in common. They're not getting defensive stats. And that's Trey Lyles, Precious Achua, and Danilo Gallinari. They're all putting up points. They're all getting you some threes, some boards. But the defensive stats just aren't there, Zach. And for me, it's that just makes me want to stay away. Would you want to push back on any of those guys or would you agree? I don't think I'm going to push back too much on those. I think Lyles is going to be the, uh, is going to be the guy that I would most want to have just because he's really seen some consistent minutes for Sacramento. Uh, He just had a career high 18 rebounds in his last game. And this week sets up really nicely for him. Um, He has matchups. He gets Miami tonight. And then his last three of the week are two against Mm -hmm. Houston and then finishes with Golden State. Uh, And I think those are going to be beautiful matchups for a big man. So if you're looking for uh, rebounds in particular, you know, and points, obviously, field goal percentage, I think he's going to be a guy that you definitely want to have. I think Achua is – you love to see it just in real life. I think he hit like four triples the other night, which Mm -hmm. was pretty cool. But, yeah, he's not a guy that I want on my fantasy roster. He's even been fringe value just since he, you know, started really playing a lot better here over the last month or so. 
Yeah, I would definitely rank them Lyles, Gallo, Precious as far as which ones I'd be most interested mm-hmm. in. Over the past yeah. two weeks, Lyles has provided fifth-round value, uh, which the other guys are, I want to say, twelfth yeah. round over the past two weeks. So even though none of them provide defensive stats, I would still say that Lyles is providing the most value. And that's just something you got to live with, especially because uh, Lyles and Gallo are now starters because of injuries to Sabonis and John Collins. Uh, but I think we all knew Danilo Gallinari was not starting to provide defensive stats. So if you picked sure. up Gallo, you, I think you knew what you were getting yeah. yourself into. And I mean, in fairness, if you pick up Gallo, you know, he had 25, 5, and 3 uh, in the Hawks' last game. He had 27 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, a few games before that. I mean, if you can live, if you're loaded in steals and blocks elsewhere, then by all means, do it. But by the way, Achua has one steal, zero blocks in his last five games. Gallo has the upper hand in that category. His last defensive stat of any kind was on March 9th, two steals. So that's fun. <laughs> that, that is fun. Two, tur- two turnovers, two steals since March 9th for Gallo. Strange stuff. <laughs> Consistency. Last name I want to mention, guys, before we go is Denny Avdia. His last five games, 14.2 points, 6.8 rebounds, 3.6 assists, 0.8 steals, 2.23s. The field goal percentage is below 40 during that stretch, but are we p- putting that aside? Are we, ready, are we ready to trust this guy for what feels like about the, the 12th time this season, Noah? I would say yes, as long as Kyle Kuzma is still out. I believe he still is. I know Rui Hachimura has been the starter, mm-hmm. but Denny's been significantly better as a fantasy asset. Uh, I think I expected mm-hmm. Hachimura to provide more rebounds and defensive stats, but he's really only provided some points, uh, whereas Denny's provided some points and rebounds, some triples, defensive stats here and there some assists here and there i think he's been a better option even though he is coming off the bench yep totally agree with those thoughts yeah Rui is very one-dimensional as a fantasy guy of dj is very you know offers a lot of across the board production so yeah yeah i think we can go back to him for the 85th time this season uh, as long as kuzma's out why not this is the first moment, no offense, Steve, this is the first moment I wish Dr. A was here so we could just hear his thoughts on Denny because I think he has had an extreme, he's had like Denny fatigue, but then he's been back on board again. He's, he's <laughs> It's been a roller coaster for all of us when it comes to Denny. And as for Kuzma, yeah, he didn't play Sunday with that right knee tendonitis. I mean, at this point, I don't know, would any of us be shocked if he got shut down at this point? Um, I know it's just tendonitis, but... I don't know the way things have gone in Washington. I, I'm just surprised Kristaps Porzingis is still going. He's gone further than I expected. He's been playing. At least he played in their last back-to-back. So, I mean, that that's obviously great news if you had him. His bad shooting on Sunday notwithstanding. Good times. Okay. By the way, if you're listening on the podcast version, stay tuned right now for a new recurring feature we're going to be running on the show. As I mentioned, that is Dr. A's Tales from the Attic. This is Steve Alexander's Strange But True run-ins with NBA players of yesteryear. That is coming your way on the Round Ball Stew podcast right now. Matt Straup here with Dr. A, Steve Alexander, and it is time for one of Dr. A's Tales from the Attic. Steve, as I understand it, you have a story about a certain former NBA player named Daryl Dawkins. I do. Daryl Dawkins, um, when I was in fifth grade, he broke a, uh, broke a pair of backboards, and I just thought that was the sure. coolest, thing, coolest thing I'd ever seen. Um he became one of my favorite players of all time. He lived on what he called Planet Lovetron. He right. He named the first shattered backboard, I think, that he did in a Dave Robazine's face. was He called that one the chocolate thunder flying, Robazine crying, teeth shaking, glass breaking, rump roasting, bun toasting, 
wham bam glass breaker i am jam uh that iconic was, that one oh it was bill robazine not dave robazine so so fast forward a uh, couple years maybe i i met daryl dawkins outside the elevators of the hyatt in indianapolis it was february 4th of 1986 and this is where and, i gotta jump in steve yeah for anyone who doesn't know you have a long history of approaching back in the day approaching nba players to ask them for stuff right apparel yes. typically shoes yes i was okay, the, i was a, one of those kids there's literally a shoe on a shelf behind you an old it looks like an old converse i can't remember whose shoe that is but you you have have slash had a massive nba shoe collection that is Dominique Wilkins. Shoot, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's the Dominique. So, anyways, the context of you approaching Daryl Dawkins at an elevator now established. Continue. So he comes out of the elevator, and he's so big, and I'm super psyched to see him. And I was like, "Hey, hey, Daryl, huge fan. Uh, I was wondering if I could get your shoes after the game." And he said, "Well, I would like to give you my shoes after the game, but I don't have any of my equipment with me because my bag got stolen." At the airport, I don't have any of my stuff. And he was clearly wow. agitated about this. Sure. And so, Matt, you think him being an NBA professional basketball player with a with a road game in like, I don't know, three hours from then, there would be somebody from the New Jersey Nets out mm -hmm. trying to find him a pair of shoes, right? Like an equipment manager, maybe you might say? Someone? Anyone? <laughs> traveling but, like road person there's got to be like a person who's in charge of the road trip you would think you would think so but for whatever reason uh daryl then looked at me as i was like the only person there waiting to see him he's like is there a shoe store around here and i was like yeah there's like a footlocker or whatever it was back then like across the street in the mall uh do you want me to take you there he's like yes let's go so daryl dawkins and i short of of holding hands like i'm his little like his little little friend we go walking across the um lobby of the hyatt together cross the street go to the mall across the street circle center mall in indianapolis and now we're walking through the mall together me and daryl me and daryl dawkins on a shopping spree uh i take him to the shoe store and we talk to when people working there, he's like, I need a size 13. I think he wore 13, maybe 14. Not not very big shoe for as big of a guy as he was. But he's like, I need a size 14 pony, preferably a pony if you've got it. But at this point, I'll take whatever, whatever you've got. So he was sponsored by Pony back then. Unbelievably, I, I still can't believe it to this day. The kid comes out from, from the back room with a size 14 pair of pony city lights and i matt we did not prepare for this very well because i didn't i didn't bring the shoe over here with me i will have to get up to go get it if we want a okay. visual representation of that shoe anyway daryl tries it on he's like that works that's good and we go up to the cash register he pulls out his credit card and pays for the pays for the ponies and we go walking back through the mall together and back to the hotel and uh, we get to the team bus, which is where he was headed the whole time. And uh, he's like, man, what's your name? And I said, Steve. He's like, thank you. Well, I think he got my name before that, but whatever. He's like, Steve, I got you <laughs> after the game. 
these ponies are yours after the game. So wow. just come just come find me when it's over. And so they played that night. I've got I've got his stats. Man, do you have any questions about about this? Wow. How long were you guys? How long would you say were you guys together? Uh, I'd say fifteen to twenty minutes. And how was the conversation? Were there lots of lulls, or was it like pretty lively conversation? Because I could picture that being like about four minutes in. You're like, so uh, you play in the NBA, huh? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what what do you recall any of that? No, I don't really recall any of the small talk. I'm sure I was like, you know, where did your stuff get stolen, and has that ever happened to you before? And what are you going to do if we can't find a pair of shoes that fit you uh, at this mall? Like, what's going to happen? He's like, I don't know. He's like, they're going to have to find me a jersey. It probably won't have a name on it. And we got to find me some shoes. Maybe I can borrow some from the Pacers, stuff like that. But he played uh, 27 minutes that night, had 13 points and two rebounds. And they lost 117 to 101 to the Pacers. Uh and then, you know, sadly, Daryl Dawkins passed away of a heart attack in 2015, the age right. of 58. And I never, never got to meet him again. And that was also the very last um, really NBA player interactions I had because that was I, I was going off to college not too far after that happened. And once I was once I was done with, you know, high school, I was out out of the shoe game. OK, so. I had to dig through a box to find it, but here is one of the shoes. Look at that. Uh, that Daryl Dawkins gave me. And it, you can see right there, it says to Steve. Daryl oh, Dawkins. what a beaut. They don't make it's them like that anymore, Steve. Look at that pony, beauty. Pony City Wings. Do you ever just, do you ever walk around the house in those things? Because I Dude, sure would. I feel like if I bend this, it'll just snap in half. Like these <laughs> things are rocks. And you can tell, like, there's not a, there's not an ounce of wear on those bad boys. Like these things, yeah. these things were worn for 27 minutes. Yeah. Uh, and that's a that's about it. And it almost looks almost looks like they were hand colored, hand painted here. This does not those are look beautiful. Normal. Look at the craftsmanship. Those things have haven't aged a day, Steve. How 30, 36 years and, and have haven't aged a day. What a beautiful just sneaker. A, just a gorgeous shoe. Just gorgeous shoe. Daryl Dawkins, the Daryl Dawkins story. You know, Matt, one of the other stories that we'll have to do at some point is uh, I'll just break out some of the worst pairs of shoes that were ever given to me by professional athletes. You would be shocked to see some of the stuff we're going to hit on a future Tales of the Attic from Dr. A. Okay. And if you were listening on the podcast, I hope you enjoyed that. Dr. A plus Daryl Dawkins is a potent combo. More Tales from the Attic coming your way on Monday, so look out for them. Meanwhile, that is going to do it for us. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you listen. Take a minute to rate and review us as well. As I said, we're going back to three episodes per week for now, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, so we'll see you back here Wednesday. And in the meantime, keep it tuned to the NBC Sports Edge Player News page powered by Roto World. I want to say thanks to everyone for listening and for watching live, and thanks to both of you, Zach and Noah, for stepping in, guys. Uh, this was fun. I'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it, fellas. Thanks, Matt. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.